0: And folks, this segment of Next on the Tee is brought to you by TaylorMade and their TP5 and TP5X golf balls. High draw? Check. Low fade? Check. Bump and run? Shot out of the sand? Flop shot? Guess what? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for all of them, and that's the all-new TP5 and TP5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern that decreases drag and increases lift, It's the number one ball in golf, no matter what the shot is. So whether you need to hit it high over the trees, under, or even through the trees, hit TP5 or TP5X, the one ball designed to handle it all. Check it out online at taylormadegolf.com, and you'll get more information on it there. All right, now back with me to kick off this season is one of the all-time greats. Not only instructors, folks, but people on the planet. And that's our resident director of instruction, Tom Patrick. You can visit Tom for a short time longer down in his winter home at Crown Colony Golf and Country Club in Fort Myers. He's also built a great indoor facility at his home in Naples with all the latest toys, technology, and gadgets. If you won't be anywhere near the west coast of Florida but still want to get lessons from a legend like Tom, go ahead and download the V1 video app and send Tom videos of your golf swing, and he can help you improve your swing through the app. You can also send him a question on his website, tompatry.com. Be sure to subscribe to his newsletter while you're on his site. Tom is also a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board. He has a wonderful show of his own on Instagram Live with a tremendous guest list every week. But it's always fun having him here with me on Next on the T. TP, how are you, my friend? Christy boy! (laughs) There we go. Back in the saddle. There we go, my friend. All right, Tom. I got a question
1: for you. How how long have we been doing this, you and I, together? Now? How long have you been
0: putting up with me? Wow, this is the 45th show. If that tells you, I can't tell you the timeline, but I can certainly tell you how many episodes it's been. You you,
1: you had me you had me on this show 45 times.
0: 45 times tonight, my friend.
1: You you clearly you clearly are are struggling to find talent. That's that's that's. <laughs> you know that—that doesn't happen. <laughs> you got to—you got to be better than this, man. You got to be do better than this,
0: seriously. Seriously, <laughs> I say that to myself yeah. quite often. But you know,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So let me <laughs> first say that uh, you know what—a what lineup you have. You starting out really slow with me tonight, then then Sutton coming on. Uh, I played some college golf against Hal. What a—what an unbelievable talent he was, and. And then Bob Friend holds a dear place in my heart, so please say hi to him. He's a, he's a good buddy of mine for a long time back via Bob Ford, so make sure you tell him hi
0: to me. Uh, absolutely will. So, TP, remind us all about what's going on down there at Crown Colony and how things have been going for you down in Fort Myers.
1: You know, Chris, I, I think you talked about this a little bit at the end of the, end of the year last year, and I was just get rid of the start, but it, they they've really made me feel incredibly welcome, never felt more welcome anywhere in my, in my uh in my life. I'm a, I'm a big believer that most country clubs have the 20%. We'll just, we'll just paraphrase this uh, 20% um, non-friendly factor. We'll just call them a, a somethings. Um, you know, <laughs> that percentage of the membership that you're not really fond of. I have not met one person on the property that I've been there since October 15th that I don't like, not one person.
0: Um wow. Just
1: a wonderful group of people. Yeah. Golf course is in tremendous condition. Paul Bacon, our superintendent, does an incredible job. Uh everybody in the front of the house and the back of the house just been so nice to me. Um it, it's been a great start, I actually had a nine hole playing lesson tonight with a fella and and kind of in the middle of it it was just beautiful out there and the golf course was in great shape and I was like, Man, how good is this? Let me just pinch myself. But it's uh Kent the Gm does a great job. I, I real I'm really happy there. I mean I think I found the home. Um yeah, this will probably be, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes. If I don't screw this thing up, this would be my swan song in Florida. Probably this will be the, you know, the back nine.
0: Wow, very nice. Good for the good, all, good yeah. for all the members there. And and just so we remind everybody, Tom, you don't have to be a member of Crown Colony, right, to get a lesson from Tom Patrick.
1: No, you don't. You don't have to be. It's based on availability, and just just by emailing me, and we'll find a way to get you in. But yeah, it's it's uh, I am I am. Privileged enough, and they've been kind enough to allow me uh, not to lose anybody um, that I that I had in my past book, and and if I have new people to come through, is it, you know, it's up to me to fit them in, in, in an appropriate manner.
0: And Tom, the golf world's all abuzz, buzz, my friend. Rumor has it that the uh, folks up in Virginia need to be on high alert. What's coming up for you this summer?
1: I am. Uh, I'm really happy to announce that I've been asked to join the teaching staff. At the Farmington Country Club in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is, as people might be familiar with, the home of the University of Virginia, uh, Farmington Country Club. Chris is a uh, is an old and storied place, a really, really cool place. Um, 1929 Fred Finley Golf Course, which is fantastic. They have a 10-hole core crunch or practice course, uh, a huge two-acre short game area, five practice putting rings, a five-bay indoor-outdoor teaching building, um, 40 guest rooms on property. Uh, a huge membership that is really golf crazy, and uh, I'll start there May 10th as my new summer home, uh, and I, I couldn't be more excited and uh, more blessed to be asked to, to join that staff, so I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, congratulations, and congratulations Thank to you. the people Thank up you. in Virginia. They're getting the best. Tom, let's switch yeah, gears absolutely. a little bit, my friend. Let's talk about some of the recent things that have been going on around the game of golf, and, and i got to get your thoughts. Bryson when I look Oops. at the win at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and you look at how he did it, and the, I, I'm telling you, Tom, if if he hit, hits a couple of drives on six a little further to the left, and I think he did it just because he wasn't sure he could do it, but is going to be putting for double eagle at, at some point on that hole and some point on the PGA Tour. I just, you know, no one I don't think it, I, Mr. Palmer ever imagined you know, looking at uh, from the sixth hole, from the tee, that it would ever be possible to drive it over the water to get to that green on the par five. But Bryson's going to do it one day. I, I I feel pretty certain. But your thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau and what you've seen from him in his game over the last several weeks.
1: Well, Chris, listen, I, I guess you can go, you can straddle the fence or you can get on one side of the fence the other. And, and the two sides would be that it's an, it's incredibly entertaining. Uh, it's Uh um to me, as a golf purist, it's it's come a little bit of a circus act. Um, and, and I'm not sure I like the clown a whole lot, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not really fond of clowns anyway. Um, and, and you're right. Mr. Palm would never imagine that somebody, you know, whipping it on that green. And I, I think the only reason I would argue your double eagle putt is that's a really unusual circumstance in the design of that hole that that's a possibility. Um, most par fives wouldn't lend you to taking a direct route. Um, it'd have to be a very, very unique situation. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on the possibility. You can take the under on the possibility of him putting for double eagle somewhere. And I'll take all your money you want on that bet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just not. You know, I, I, I guess to be fair to everybody listening, Chris, I'm just a little bit too traditional, and I, I don't like. I don't like where where this is going now. I'm also not a guy that thinks you roll the ball back or change the equipment because I think that once the once the you know the cow's out of the barn, it's hard to get the cow back in the barn. Um, if they're going to do something with the ball or with the club, they should have nipped this in the butt a long time ago. Um, we have to understand tradition on one side of the fence and marketing and viewership on the other side and ratings. And listen, that, that that distance factor definitely sells and gets people to turn on the T V set. So I, I understand that from a business perspective, we're probably not going to turn this dude back too much. But um, you know, you we look at Rory, I know you want. we talked about that by text a little bit today. Rory yeah. chased his tail down down that rabbit hole and now he regrets doing it. And and I, I have to question a guy like Rory who hits it as good as he does, who drives the ball a long ways in his own right. Trying to chase ten more yards or twelve more yards or three more miles an hour or four more miles an hour, I think that's just a dangerous place to go. And the other thing I'll say is, although we're hearing his trainer say no risk of injury, no risk of injury, I, I got to put my my chips on double zero black in Vegas and say, at some point the body, uh, the lower thoracic spine, a shoulder, an elbow, a wrist, a knee, it is not going to do well with this pounding it's taking. He and he's a, a the, the clown track comes in when he gets on the tee and hits ball after ball after ball as hard as he can hit it, just trying to put on a show for the people behind the ropes. Um, at some point, I think we're going to see him on a maybe on a stretcher coming off the range. And I hope, it, also, I don't wish that on anybody—not anybody. But I think you're walking a very, very, very dangerous line there um, with your body when you when you put your body under you know, that much under that much stress that often.
0: Tom, let's take that piece about Rory uh, a half a step further. Cause this is something that's going to be a semi of tonight, so I want to talk to Hal about it as well. But talk about the dangers, and this is not just of Rory looking at Bryson, anybody, right, anybody in, on your practice tee, anybody that might be looking at somebody who's a, a local club champion or whatever. When you start to look and emulate somebody else and you start to try to play their game instead of playing, you know, you hear it all the time, right? Play within yourself, right? Talk about the dangers of doing that because when you're watching somebody else practice, they're they're trying to practice on their game and their faults and their gaps, and now you're trying to trying to emulate that and you're trying to be somebody you're not. That just seems like a recipe for destroying your own game.
1: You know, you know, Chris, I I I, I often. Think to myself how smart you really are. You're a very smart man, Chris. You really are. Um, <laughs> it's it's you know, you're you're absolutely one thousand percent right on the mark. You know, I mean, Tom Kite isn't Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples isn't Vijay Singh. Vijay Singh isn't JT, J T. You know, Justin Thomas, and we can go on and on with that analogy. But um, I, I think that you know, your body, your skill set, your individual makeup makes you, in fact, who you are. And, and you have – some people are built with speed and some people are built, you know, with precision. Very few are built with both, um, although, although both can be developed. So I think you get you got to be very careful when you go down that rabbit hole of trying to be somebody else. You know, people come to me all the time and say, I want to swing like Fred Couples. I said, really? Well, if your flexibility was about 200% better, you, you could probably do that. But, you know, otherwise, you, know, you need to swing, swing like Mr. Smith or Mr. Smith. Um, I think that's just a, just a dangerous place. And we watched we watched Ian Baker Finch destroy his career trying to become you know a little longer, I and mean, we, we can document a lot of guys went down that rabbit hole and didn't come back out. You know, Wayne Levy did it way before that. Um, it, it's it's just a dangerous it's just a dangerous place to go.
0: Tom, before we get off the the Players Championship, I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on what you saw from from JT and really just about the Players Championship. Itself, I mean, forever. It's sort of been the you know the you know call fifth major. It's sort of like the fifth beetle. Is is the players the the fifth best? Is it the fourth best? Is it is it better to win the players than than uh, maybe say a PGA Championship? What what's your thought a on Justin Thomas's win and b on the players' championships place amongst the elite tournament?
1: You know, I, I get I've gotten a lot of trouble a couple of years ago, Chris, with my peers. Uh, when I called the the Players' Championship the fourth major ahead of the PGA, and one of the reasons I cited that was that, you know, the PGA Championship lets in X number of club pros every year. I think think the number now is 20. Um, So you let in 20 club professionals who are, listen, they're very fine players in their own right as club professionals. They're not tour players, okay? And let's make no mistake about it. They're very fine players in their own right as club professionals. They're not tour players. Uh so do you by doing that, do you weaken the field considerably? Uh I think the answer is yes. And and then you put the best and strongest field of the year opposite that at, at the tournament players' championship on what is becoming an iconic golf course, a traditional venue every year, much like the Masters is the same venue every year, uh one of the richest tournaments in the world. Um and, and does it does it move, you move it ahead of the PGA Championship? Well, I think tradition is a hard thing to change, but in my mind, it is the fourth major, and the PGA Championship is in fact the fifth major. In terms of Justin Thomas's performance, you know, when you get to Sunday and you go, you make birdie on nine, birdie on ten, you go on eleven and birdie on on twelve, and you run that string of, of subpar holes in a row right in the jaws of the fourth round on that golf course that tells me a lot about who you are as a player. Um, I was, as as a 62-year-old, I'm the big Lee Westwood fan at 47, um, but I I have a lot of admiration for JT, uh, especially what's gone in his his life in the last six months with the polo situation with his grandpa um, and, 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 you know, some personal situations. To be able to get on that golf course and that kind of pressure on, on Sunday and hit the shots he hit coming down the stretch your I, I, hats off to him and that was a, that was a great win that was a great
0: win and i couldn't agree with that more um and I'm a big j t fan and and i i was so happy to watch him win and for all for all the reasons i'm a fan of his because of his grandfather his his family is tremendous his father's a heck of a heck of a player heck of a coach heck of an instructor um but let me play a little devil's advocate here t p the shot the tee shot he hit on 18 that you know kind of banana hook right and it hey he made it work it worked on 18 it worked you know on on some of the other holes that he played I saw him you know hit that shot a few times but let's let's play out the the i don't you know call it the, the opposite side the negative side what have you that ball runs in the water and he he narrowly missed it i don't even he you know jokingly after he hit the shot, when he walked up to the shot, couldn't believe, you know, like, wow, that was close. That ball goes in the water. It's a different conversation. And, and I, you know, is is he a hero for hitting the shot? Is he, you know, wow, that took a lot of cool yons to hit that shot and pull it off? You know, I, or do we sort of, I, I, we sort of wonder what the heck are you doing hitting that shot if it goes in the water?
1: Yeah, and I, I think you can look at that both ways because I think that, you know, looking back, I mean. With his length, he could probably have hit a more conservative club off the tee and, and laid it out to the right and, and easily hit a, a mid-iron or even a borderline seven eight-iron into that green and played the whole different – you know, your adrenaline's pumping. You look back and you say, what if um, – you know, you can, you can say, what if all day long, here's the bottom line, it didn't go in the water, he won the golf turn, case closed, move on to next week. Um, I don't think he was trying to obviously turn the ball – I think he was trying to turn the ball over, but not that much, obviously. That got away from him a little bit, and he got a break. Uh, Freddie, Freddie Couples got a break on number twelve at Augusta one year, we, you know, right? Uh, you know, we, we can document a lot of these situations. Those things happen, and you get those breaks when it's your turn to win. You know, when it's your turn to win, um, the, the bounces go your way, and it's clearly his time to win. Uh, that you know, next time he makes that swing, maybe that ball takes two hops to the left and goes in, and and then Westwood wins a tournament at 47 years old. Um, but that's that's ancient history now.
0: And let's stay with Lee Westwood. Here's a guy that's been in the final group the last two weeks, had a, had a couple opportunities to win. Putter sort of let him down late in the rounds, but 47 years old, as you point out, almost 48. We're a few weeks shy of the Masters. Is Lee Westwood warming up to uh, to become the oldest Masters champion? What do you think about what you're seeing from him, and could he pull it off on a Sunday?
1: Well, I'm, first of all, I'm a big Lee Westwood fan. And so before I get critical, I, I got to tell you, I was, I was pulling from the Bay Hill really hard. Um, and I was pulling from, you know, at uh, at TPC really hard. Um, you know, he, he, he made some comments in his interviews on Golf Channel, leading up to the last round, how he was having so much fun and we're just going to have, have, have fun. And he was very lighthearted about it. And we saw him make a couple of swings early in the last round. After he buried one, he makes a, Horrific six on par five, number two. And then on number four, he he looked like about a 16 handicap playing number four. And Bryson's popping it off the tee. He's hitting it dead right. He he makes a great one putt to save five there. So, obviously, that lightheartedness kind of went away real quickly. Um, You know, the pressure of Sunday and a tournament of that magnitude, I don't care how lighthearted you think you're trying to be, you can forget that nonsense because there's no way you're strolling around there whistling Dixie. Um, and, and you certainly know, Chris, what the Masters means to these guys. You've been there enough. You've watched it up close and so have I. And, and I, you know, I have a friend that won that golf tournament. So sun, Sunday at Augusta is not, you know, a time to be lighthearted. So can he do it? You know, well, he's he's proven in majors how close he's been several times, how good of a player he is. But, you know, Sunday at Augusta is not, is not a stroll in the park. Um, he's driving the ball really overall pretty, pretty nicely. His iron play looked pretty good except for a few swings. He's putting the ball better than he's putted it in years. Um, and his head seems to be in a pretty good place. Is it possible? It, it's really possible. What, am I putting my money on the Westwood-Augusta? Well, pr- probably not. It, would it be a great story for golf? It would be an incredible story for golf. Incredible story. But uh, there's a lot of guys playing good right now that I'd probably put ahead of him.
0: Tom, let's switch gears a little bit, and I want to get a a playing lesson or thought from you. For a lot of the country, those of us that live north of the border of uh, Florida, it's just now starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, We can start to think about uh, breaking our golf clubs out and sort of getting the rust off of our golf swings. What are some things that we should do so that uh, we don't ingrain bad habits? Uh, but we really start off fresh and, and limber and ready and uh, preparing ourselves to play our best golf ever.
1: Well, yeah, it, it has been chilly up there. I mean, it was chilly here today. It, got, it only got to 82 here today, Chris, so we're struggling <laughs> down here. But we're, 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 coming out of, we're coming out of the freeze here slowly. We'll be okay. So if you haven't no out here, I'm, I want to say two words, all the people up north, jet blue. Okay, now, as far as coming out of the uh, winter, um, if you're waiting for right now to start doing your preparation for this golf season coming up in north and you've been sitting around till now, the first thing I'll tell you is you've been sitting around way too long. You should have been swinging, you know, uh, an orange whip or a weighted club of some kind or made, made even your own golf club indoors, just making swings. You should have been doing that, you know, since last season ended. Um, I'm not a big fan of cramming for the new season. So, most of my folks up north have been in touch with me via V1, as you know, via my online academy. They've been hitting golf balls indoors, neither in a dome, in an indoor net, and put a net in their garage, you know, somewhere in a high ceiling area in their homes, um, gone to a heated range, uh, a, lo- a local health club with the gym. They've been making swings somewhere already. They've also been – you know, putting indoors, uh, either you know, on, a, on a perfect practice putting mat or something of that sort uh, to keep their feel alive. See, so, You know, it, it's so hard to sit, put the club in the closet for five months straight and then take them out and think you're going to put your game together. It's going to be, if you've done that, if you put the clubs away since last October, say, it, it's going to be June or July before you feel comfortable over the golf ball at at best especially if you're a weekend warrior. So I pray to God that's not what you guys have done out there that are listening. Um, there should be a daily stretching routine. You know, your hamstrings, your hip flexors, your quads, your glutes, your pectoral muscles, your rotor, your scapular, uh, all those types of things should be, be, you know, be elongated on a daily basis. Your pliability and flexibility is so important to getting the season started right. So if you do have to cram, I, I suggest you get after it as soon as you turn this podcast off and get going because you're, you're running late right now already uh, on March 16th for, let's say, an April 15th uh, green light and go. Um, but those are at the very least the things you should be doing. And, you know, every time the weather breaks a, a, an ounce right now, don't worry about running to the first tee. Do worry about getting to a range and getting reps in. You know, 18 holes of golf is not a lot of reps because you're not really hitting the same shot or making the same motion over. And you need to get to a range. And you need to get reps under your belt right now. you need to get the putter in your hand and get your feel moving and get your pliability and flexibility online and moving
0: tom let's uh let's start talking about your show. I know um you recently had Charlie Meacham on the show, and I was blessed to have Charlie a couple of times last season as part of the show. Um, a better storyteller you will not find. Talk about no. uh, your conversation with Charlie and your relationship for that well- matter.
1: Actually, so the relationship started in 1993. The winter of 1993, Chris, I taught at uh, Loxahatchee in Jupiter, Florida, Jack Nicklaus golf course, a really fine golf course, actually. Uh, One of Jack's better early clubs because some of them were not so great. That one is actually really good. And Charlie was a member there. and He and his wife befriended me, the nicest people on the planet possibly. Uh, We've stayed in touch through his years as commissioner of the LPGA Tour. He was commissioner. Well, I had – uh, five girls out there. I was coaching at the time, and uh, we got to be friendly during his tour, his, tour, his years as commissioner of the L P J tour. Uh, we've stayed in touch off and on ever since. Uh, he obviously later in his career, uh, after his um, tour, his L P J stint ended, he was. I don't know if many people know this. He became Arnold Palmer's business advisor, um, and uh, was kind of responsible for me meeting Arnold and spending some time around him. Uh, and actually, it wasn't my show that he was on he I was on his podcast as a matter of fact. that's what that was chris and uh he invited me on um just a just a gentleman uh you know law degree from Yale Law School, partner in a huge law firm in the midwest um a very bright articulate man ha had, had a really big time corporate gigs in his career um that he passed through on his journey. Uh, Just a very insightful guy, a very pleasant man, uh, really low ego factor. Uh, He's definitely a giver, not a taker, Um, and and just, you know, a a quiet part of my golf journey that I've I've been blessed with to know him, Um, a wonderful human being. And you know that, Chris, because
0: you've talked to him before. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Charlie's fantastic. Tom, before I let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing. Your website, how to follow you on social media, and um, and your Instagram live show.
1: So, Chris, I've taken a little hiatus in my Instagram live show because I've got all these obligations, like next on the tee and and Farmers <laughs> and Country Club and and Crown Colony, and uh, and I've actually tried to resurrect my golf game a little bit recently. I'm actually just about to start playing a little bit. I'm going to try to qualify in a, a week or two for the Florida Senior Open, and then I've actually put my entry in, uh, and no laughing, please, I put my entry in to qualify for the U.S. Senior Open in uh, at the Homestead on June 7th uh, in West Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, just, you know, I just I, I just miss it so much, Chris, and I want to play a little bit, and I'm, at 62, I'm a little long in the tooth, but, and I don't have any grand expectations, but I, I want to play a little bit, and, and I'm going to try to. Scratch and claw and find anything I get to play in. Uh, yeah, I'd like to play five or six events here and there during the course of the year. So there's two right there, and then I'll come back. I know in October I'll play in the Naples Senior Open down here, which is a three-day event, which gets a really strong statewide field. i got to find two or three more in between somewhere. But uh, I'm trying to spend some more time. So the Instagram Live show was put on the, sh- on the shelf for a little while. I've had four or five guys that want to do some things. But uh, I'm going to probably take that in the future from – once a week to maybe once or twice a month. Uh, I'm doing one right now on the 28th of this month. So anybody that's listening, please tune in. It's kind of a little special show I'm doing with some surprises coming. Um, But, you know, all the regular social media stuff, my website is TomPatry.com, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all those regular places. And, and of course, the website is just, like I said, TomPatry.com. I'm looking forward to this Farmington Country Club gig starting May 10th. Um, I'm going to hit the ground running up there from what I understand. I I think uh, it's going to be a really uh, busy summer there. Um, I'm pretty excited about the Final Four coming up. I'm pretty excited about the Masters coming up. I'm pretty excited to talk to Chris Mascaro tonight. So a lot of great things going on.
0: Ah, good for you, TP. My friend, I can't thank you enough for uh, being generous with your time tonight and for joining me for another season every other week. It gives me something to look forward to as a special part of the show, and you're a special man to do it. I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah,
1: you, know, pal, you know how much I love being on with you. You know how much I think of you and this show and, and all you do for golf. So you're going to you're gonna kill it all season, as you always do. You, you do an unbelievable job for us in golf. And uh, any, any of us that come on a regular basis, you know, we love you very much, and we only wish you the
0: best, pal. Ah, same. Right back to you, my friend. TP, stay safe out there, my friend. We'll catch up in a couple of weeks.
1: Peace, brother. Talk to you soon.
0: See you, Tom. That's a great Tom Patry. TomPatry.com is his website. P A T R I. Fantastic. His show is on on Instagram Live is always a lot of fun. He's got a lot of great guests, uh, and TP is just uh, one of the top instructors in the game, folks. If you're anywhere near Naples or Fort Myers, I encourage you to go go see Tom. And if uh, if you're up in the Virginia area, you're going to get to see him in a couple of months. Definitely worth your time. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position.
1: I don't understand. Was it something I said?
0: Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern.
1: If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.